0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
1: It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. I hope you're having a great Monday night. I hope you had a great Monday. I'm going to be here with you to get you a little bit closer to Tuesday morning. It's the our Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I've already been hanging out here with you for an hour. I get started at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you miss a minute, an hour, a second of the show, it's, it's rather simple. All you have to do is tune in on the free Odyssey app. So thank you for listening on the Odyssey app. Thank you for listening on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. You could be tuned in on on Sirius XM channel 158. You could be on a smart speaker. I'm glad you're here. Coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's holding it down in in New York City. And it's been a busy weekend. It's, It's been a busy day. If you tuned in to the first hour of the show, we let you know that the commanders got rid of Carson Wentz. They cut him. And why not? Ron Rivera was sick of that guy. How many times could you give him the ball and Carson Wentz would just decide to throw it to the other team? So much so that it didn't specifically cost them a playoff spot, but Carson Wentz didn't help. That and his health was, uh, it wasn't a boom. It was pretty terrible. And I told you, sometimes it's crazy how much can happen in a year. This is what Carson Wentz had to say last March about joining Washington. Listen to this.
2: I want to thank the Sniders uh, for believing in me, uh, making the move. Excited for it. Thank Coach Rivera, his family, um, this entire staff. Um, just hearing in their voices um, since the trade, um, the excitement around here and the buzz around here, and um, just in this brief, you know, time getting to know everybody in this building, I can see I can see a vision. I can see a clear vision of, of uh, hopes and dreams and where we want to go. And so for me, that gets me. Honestly, it gives me chills, it gives me goosebumps, gets me excited. Those visions, those hopes, those
1: dreams, those goosebumps, those chills. They got him on the unemployment line. Carson Wentz is going to be a backup somewhere. If I had to take a guess, maybe it's back with Frank Reich now with the Carolina Panthers. Good luck to Carson Wentz. Uh, Hopefully he doesn't get injured on the sidelines. Speaking of injuries, this evening, the NBA, we learned about two more injuries. LaMelo Ball broke his own damn ankle on a crossover and it's not like it looked you know he crossed someone over and we saw his ankle sprain he looked regular and then he went to the floor and said i heard it pop i heard it pop i heard it pop uh, th- take a listen to this courtesy of bally
2: hello there behind the back finds the ball and when he plants that right leg it just gives way
3: Twisting himself into the ground. No contact. Yeah. It was it was like that ball's down clearly in pain, and he's already gone back to the locker room. like that
0: right leg.
1: It sucks, man. The Charlotte Hornets ended up beating the Pistons 117-106, to 106, but with a fractured ankle, I'm, I'm sure. We, we're not seeing LaMelo ball this season. That was his right ankle. He's been having trouble with his left ankle all year long, and we know his brother up in Chicago, he hasn't played since January of last year, and I've seen all of the ball jokes even online. Someone tweeted me at JRSportBrief and just said, these balls are so fragile. I will allow you to make your own jokes from there. And then LeBron James. We saw the Lakers' big 20-plus point comeback against the Mavs on Sunday afternoon. LeBron James went up, came down. His foot has been bothering him for what feels like a month now. LeBron James is on his back talking about, I heard it pop, I heard it pop. And then he got his ass up, walked and ran around, and scored another 11 points to help the Lakers, you know, beat the Mavs and try to get back into a playoff position. And now we learn this afternoon that LeBron is, he's out indefinitely. LeBron, this is social media, this is crazy. LeBron James sent out a photo on his Instagram stories of his, uh, his foot. With a sock on, thank God, and it's just angry face. Can't believe it. It's like, thanks, LeBron, we heard. <sighs> Good luck to him in his recovery. Good luck to LaMelo Ball in his recovery. Good luck to Carson Wentz. At least Carson Wentz has gotten paid a lot of money over the past few years to rehab. Good for him. Anyway, it's been a busy weekend, and we have more to discuss over the next three hours. I do want to talk to you about Russell Wilson. I feel like every day there's a new story about how bad of a, of a teammate or a guy Russell Wilson is. Uh, Atlanta Hawks, we learned that they have a new head coach. He sat down and spoke to the media uh, today. We have some teams in the ACC who are unhappy. And, yeah, why why would you be thrilled in the ACC when the SEC and the Big Ten, they're playing in the, the, the big money side of the pool so we'll talk about that the bucks a part of their team has been sold the bears are looking to move reportedly their number one overall pick which i assume would be good news for mr fields and then this this took place over the weekend as well something that we have never seen in major league baseball a pitch clock it was irritating To see the first set of of spring training games on the major league level, they tested the clock out at the minor league level. I ain't sitting around watching minor league games. To watch a game on Saturday and to see a clock on the side of the field was just nauseating. Like, I get it. Baseball needs to shorten the game. Baseball needs to change. I don't have to like it. I understand it. They ain't going to do probably half of what needs to be done anyway. It's a beautiful game, though, a little bit. What it used to be, I should say. That, you know, a game could go on and that there there wasn't a clock. It made it unique from every other sport. Now you got to throw the ball in 15 seconds or 20 seconds if somebody is on base. The batter has to stay in the box for, for eight seconds and be ready to go. It's it's. I'm glad. And it worked out. But it was odd as hell on, on Saturday afternoon, the Braves were playing. And the game ended on a ball with the bases loaded, which, which pretty much moved us towards a game that ended on a, a violation. Like, well, these are these are things that I could never imagine or think of in my life. Third strike. The batter wasn't in the box before the pitch clock hit eight seconds. And the game just ended. And so we all have to get used to this. All of the games over the weekend, they, they were shortened. The average time of a game was two hours and 38 minutes. Last spring, the average game was three hours. The shortest game this past weekend was two hours, seven minutes. An average game for Major League Baseball last year was three hours and six minutes. Damn it! If we can shave off, you know, forty-five minutes, that make our day. And so it seems as of right now, everybody's getting used to it. Max Scherzer of the New York Mets, someone who hasn't finished a season healthy, it feels like in a few seasons now, he's still amazing when he's healthy. He says he loves the pitch clock. Max Scherzer believes he's going to be able to bully the batters just by manipulating the time. Listen. Kind
4: of knew what this was going to look like and knew really the power that the
2: pitcher has now. I mean, I can completely dictate pace. I mean, the rule change of the hitter only having one time out changes the complete dynamic of the, you know, of the hitter and pitcher you know, dynamic. So,
1: yeah, I love it. Good for him. That's Max Scherzer. What about Aaron Boone? Aaron Boone has a guy on his team who hit 62 home runs last year, 62 of them. Is this going to screw up his, his players, his pitchers? Is it good for the fans? Is it bad? Does anybody care? This is what Yankees manager Aaron Boone had to say
5: the benefit for players over the long haul 162 games where you know 20 25 minutes 30 minutes whatever it is where you're off your feet you're to the bus quicker you're in all these things i think are going to hopefully be real beneficial for the players and their health
1: okay that's touche yeah and that would make sense for aaron boone to say something like that because watching uh, Carlos stands in the outfield sometimes. I go, well, when is he going to pull a calf muscle just standing there? Makes plenty of sense. Manny Machado. And Manny Machado, what a what a busy weekend he had. A $300-plus million extension to stick around with the, the Padres. If I was Manny Machado, I wouldn't be mad at anything right now. And how about this? He was actually the first player ever to get hit with a pitch pitch. Clock violation. He was talking to Bally Sports, my friends down in San Diego, and Manny Machado. He sounded pretty cool about it. Listen,
2: oh man, I mean, this is enough. I'm about to make a big adjustment. I might be 0-1 down a lot, a lot this year, man. It's, it's, it's super fast. It's um, definitely an adjustment period is going to be, but. Going down in the history books. (laughs) It looked like you were actually in the box. So, what did they get you on? Having your So, you got to be. So, at eight seconds, right on eight seconds, you got to be ready looking at the picture. I engaged with the picture. And right there, I was looking up. So, he told me, he's like, hey, you got two seconds. You got two seconds. So, I stepped in as soon as I looked and bang. So, I got caught with 01 right away. You would think
1: somebody would be upset, but yeah, $350 million? 11 years? I don't know where the San Diego Padres are getting all this money from. What, what, what are they going to tender Juan Soto? Are they going to offer him five hundred million dollars? Where are they, they are they stealing this money from government contracts? Like, what are they
6: doing, Shup Where are they getting this money from? Man, I don't know. I'd like to find out, though. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, well, damn, the San Diego Padres are running around like they are—they're uh, financed by Live Golf, it's, it's
6: by not the that, Middle East. It's not that huh? band. It's not that band. I'll tell you that much. You remember that? Remember that uh, band? Middle-aged uh, group of men that were chanting about Manny. You know, Manny's gonna cruise. Bryce is gonna lose, right? No. Don't remember what I'm talking about when they I came. Don't know, what the me. hell are you talking about? You don't remember? Like, oh man, I gotta play it for you sometime then. Oh no. It, it went It went viral during the playoffs because no one had ever seen the Padres do anything since Tony Gwynn. This was a song by a band. It was a It was a group of fans. They were middle aged and they were like, Manny's going to cruise, Bryce is going to lose, that's what's in. You don't know what I'm, no. I'll, I'll play some sometime for you. It, it might ring some bells.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a reason why I never heard of it. <laughs> gotcha. I think there's a reason. It went no. viral. That doesn't mean I have interest in listening to it. Fair enough, fair enough. You, I mean, the way you described it, it seems like something I'd go, no thanks. No, it, no,
6: it was ter- it was terrible. That's why it went viral. Oh, it was well, terrible. But that was more that was more notable than the, the Padres' season, and they actually did some things this year.
1: Well, let's see if uh, let's see if Tatis can avoid accidents or dirty haircuts, right? <laughs> yeah, the Padres are just giving out everybody money. Uh, let's see if it actually results in a in a World Series victory this year. And so Manny Machado, nothing nothing to complain about after that big contract. Even a a pitch clock violation, which I still have to get used to saying, and I had this conversation with someone over the weekend about the the pitch clock violations, and and yeah, it sucks that that this is where we're at. It's I think it's necessary. Like we don't we don't got a choice. I think everybody will get used to it at some point, and just keep it moving, right? There's there's no choice. We we say this ad nauseum that baseball needs to speed the game up. It needs to be more entertaining, but I I gotta be honest. Does it matter to hardcore baseball fans? No, don't care. Nobody cares. Is it gonna matter to younger fans that the game is now two thirty eight versus you know, three hours and change? I don't I don't think that's gonna make a difference. Baseball has to. It has to make itself attractive to a a TikTok generation. Baseball has to be attractive to someone who wants to see a stolen base or a, a dude thrown out at third from, from right field. They want to see those clips in 15 to 30 seconds. Getting people in the ballpark is is an added bonus. And, yeah, if you can shorten the time, it's great for long-term strategy. But that's where baseball needs to move forward. And so I'll get used to the pitch clock. From everything that I've learned, read, and seen, the pitch clock will not be prominent on the uh, the television screen unless there is a violation. I hope so. It seems obtrusive. How many more stupid bells and whistles do I need on the, the television screen when I'm trying to watch a game? Like, I, I'll take the minimalist approach. I don't need the, the balls and the strikes. I don't need a a stupid square showing me the the uh uh the what well, up? help me out here the balls and strikes what's that the the strike zone yeah strike zone yeah i don't i don't need all that garbage and you have enough advertisements on the screen just let me watch the game i don't need a shot clock a pitch clock in the middle of the screen and so as long as that's not there i'll get used to it It's just very different over the weekend watching a pitcher deliver a pitch and actually work and not try to buy time, not try to frustrate the batter, uh, to see the batter step outside of the box and frustrate the pitcher. Everybody's okay with it now. now. This is why we have spring training. Wait until the first minute that a game gets cost, that somebody loses a game because of some technicality that we can't even think of yet. Wait until the next day we have teams appealing the result of a game due to one of these violations. It's going to happen. It's going to take place. It's only a matter of time. If you would have asked me about Major League Baseball changing these rules, I would say, "Eh, I don't care. I don't give a damn. But it's necessary, not for me, but for baseball fans younger than me, folks who are are teenagers, people who they want to get into the game so they can make more money into the future. Because that's what it's all about, making more money. Because if they don't make more money, the San Diego Padres, the New York Yankees, the, the Mets, the Rangers, they will all look like complete ass handing out these contracts if it comes down to it years down the line, that the money starts to run dry. And I'm not saying that they won't have money for Manny Machado. I'm sure a big portion of that is an escrow. But this money ain't going to last forever. And if the game wants to survive, the players want to keep making money, and the owners as well, they got to appeal to a group that's going to be alive to see it 50 years from now. Sorry, all of us won't. My apologies. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. That's 855 212 cbs What are your thoughts on this new, this new pitch clock? Like, they got no choice, right? I'm okay with it. I'll get used to it. It's better than baseball just dying on the vine. And then we all, speaking of money, there was a big deal today in Milwaukee. I'll explain that. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
6: Hey, first time to call I do like your show. Um, I Believe it or not, I listen to you guys more than I listen to music. You're actually one of my favorites.
0: Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. I love it. The
1: JR Sport Brief show is better than music. I love it. Anyway. Right before we went to break, I told you about the new Major League Baseball rules. Over the weekend, we saw the implementation of the pitch clock. And in some cases, it was interesting. Atlanta Braves played a game on Saturday that ended on a pitch clock violation. We got guys like Max Scherzer, who's going into the Hall of Fame. He's like, man, I love it. I get to uh, impose my will and manipulate the time to pitch. Aaron Boone of the Yankees is like, hey, I, I love it. It's gonna save time for our players, time at the ballpark, time on their feet, get in and out, go home. Manny Machado has 350 million reasons to be happy. He's just like I'll just speed myself up. Good for baseball. They got no choice. Eight five five two one two four CBS. It's eight five five two one two four CBS. Richard is here calling from Rockville, Maryland. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Richard?
4: Hey, JR. Happy Monday. What a pleasure to get through to talk to you this evening. Um, Listen, I'm an older guy, so uh, older guys don't like change. And, you know, one of the things about baseball is that uh, there's no clock in baseball, right? Yeah. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm
1: just letting you talk,
4: yeah. There's no clock in baseball. There's no crying in baseball, right? Yeah. So, you know, you might think that I'm not so happy about this, but the fact is that these new rules are kind of consistent with what I once heard from a very experienced professional baseball pitching coach. His name, his last name was Peterson. He worked for the pirates and the Orioles. I think his first name was Pete Peterson, but that might've just been a nickname. But anyway, he had three rules to pitchers and they were throw strikes change speeds, work fast, okay? It wasn't stand there and hypnotize the batter and, you know, make him guess when you're going to pitch. It was throw strikes, change speeds, work fast. So as far as I'm concerned, the, the rule is actually kind of enforcing what really was a truism among knowledgeable baseball players. You know, you want the pitcher to take charge of the game and work fast. So I'm willing to give it a try. I'll see how it goes. I I admit that there's been many times that I've watched a baseball game where I had to, you know, put it on pause and go to something else because it was just taking forever.
1: Do you believe you were referring to Rick Peterson?
4: Yes, sir. That's exactly yes. what he used to live
1: on my street in Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I know, I know Rick Peterson, and uh, I know him personally. Yeah. So and, you know and what that was. What I look to that, do, Rich, I will. I'm going to contact Rick, and I'm going to yeah. ask him about uh coming one day over the next couple of days. Okay.
4: Yeah. To ask him. Ask him if he remembers that, and uh, you know, hopefully, I'm not out of my mind. But I, I that's oh, the only place geez. I would remember it from.
1: I got uh, okay. Well, I have. Uh, I've I've interviewed him. I've talked to him personally a lot, and yeah. it certainly sounds like something he would say. So just stay tuned. I'll give him a holler and and see uh, his availability. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate you, man. Uh, Anthony's calling from Washington. You're on the Jr. Sport Brief Show.
5: Hey, two quick remarks on the show tonight, and a question. That dude that called earlier tonight, saying the shoes are the reason for the injuries in the NBA. He was tripping, man. I got a pair of Lillard's, and they're some of the most supportive shoes I've ever had. But also, you were just talking Padres and where they're getting all that money from. I may be calling from Washington, but that's because I drive trucks. I live in SoCal, and I'll tell you that money is coming from the fans. The starting price tickets used to be seventeen to twenty-eight. Now, like last year, they were thirty-three to sixty-four, depending on the opponent. But the reason I'm really calling is I'm a Seahawks fan, and I'm just curious about your thoughts on the QB situation. You know, Geno had a good year, and I would love to keep him, but that asking price is like 30 to 35 mil a year. Like, truthfully, I'm going to pass on that, and I'm –
1: I just – I don't know. We can't come to an agreement. How do you think this will go? I I think there is – who's giving Geno Smith that amount of money in the league? Is there going to be a sucker out there to do it? I mean, the Bucs need somebody, but I would say no. Oh, but the the Bucs, what are the Bucs? The Bucs just just hit a home run for the history of the franchise with Tom Brady. I I think the fan base would be understanding, too, and even the Glazers would be understanding not to hand Geno Smith a $35 million deal. He might get it. I think that's, that's going rate right now for an average quarterback. This is no different than uh, what we saw with Daniel Jones with the New York Giants. Daniel Jones did the same thing Geno did. I proved myself, although their circumstances were different, I proved myself, now pay me. You going to have it for the long run? Now that's a little bit different. Geno Smith was a backup. He got punched in the face first because he owed a teammate money, but I'm bringing up old news. He got, Yeah, he did get punched in the face. But anyway, he proved himself, and now he wants to get paid. Why not? This is probably going to be his best and last opportunity to cash out. And then you have someone like Daniel Jones throughout the course of his career. He's shown glimpses, and he has improved. He has more of an upside than someone like Geno Smith, and we heard he's asking for 45. Is he going to have to settle for 35, 30? I mean, it's tricky. If I was a Seahawks fan, I would not worry about Geno Smith walking. You probably saw the max of what you might get from Geno Smith this past season. It was a shock and a surprise by itself. Who expected the Seahawks to go to the playoffs with Geno Smith? Nobody. Not a damn person. They traded away Russell Wilson, and I thought that they'd hit the toilet. The Seahawks had a surprise season. And by the way, they picked up picks from the Seahawks for Russell Wilson. And so not only did they, they build a culture, a continuity of still winning, but they got their fifth, over-round pick, fifth overall pick. They picked twice in the first round. The Seahawks are in a good position, if they should choose, to move on from Geno Smith. You think you got better odds, uh, you know, bringing in a rookie and developing him, or you want to keep Geno? I think the Seahawks are in a good spot. I wouldn't cry if Geno Smith is begging for the moon. I don't think people will give it to him. And let's also be real. The Seahawks, they, they, they don't got to rush towards nothing. They need a quarterback. Their rushing defense sucked last year. They can improve that. I would be perfectly fine if, if I was able to find a younger franchise guy. Pay him a little less. 855 cbs Mario is calling from Ontario. What's up, Mario?
3: Hey, Mar- hey, hey, JR. Uh, first time caller. Thanks for having me. Regarding the baseball clock. I think people are just skeptical about this because nobody really likes change. And having change, having a clock to, adding a clock to the game, is what I feel that people are scared of seeing. I think it's a good change. I think having a game cut some time might be good for us. And like, nobody wants to go home after like a, a late game, you know, extra innings, whatever it is. Having this time might actually make a difference eventually coming through. So I'm, I'm all for it for this time clock. I think people are just care about the change. That's it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Mario. I agree with you. Everybody's going to get used to it. There are going to be some pop-up complaints here and there about the pitch clock, when it goes wrong, when a player feels that, the the umpire didn't call it fairly when a pitcher finds some small you know nuance that that no one figured out we're going to hear about the pitch clock There's going to be something that happens in the regular season we're going to get to the postseason there's going to be an issue with the pitch clock think about that for a minute for all of the drama that exists in baseball. There's something special about baseball's postseason. If you like baseball. If you're a fan of a particular team. Even from a, a television viewing perspective. An entertainment aspect. There's a. There's a, a tense feeling that you get. Looking at the pitcher on the mound. The sweat is dripping. Every. Little second matters. Every move matters. The drama is it's right there. You feel it. You can cut it with a knife. That's gonna be gone. It's gonna be gone. That is something to get used to. You want the pitcher to be in his feelings. You want him to worry. You want him to sweat bullets. You want the batter thinking about, oh, my God, what is he going to do? That's going to be the biggest adjustment. Everybody's going to chill in the regular season for the most part. But how baseball presents its playoffs, that's where the biggest change is going to come in. I'm going to get some more of your calls. I'm going to tell you about the Milwaukee Bucks, man. Everybody making money. Part of their team got sold. We're going to talk about this man just asked about the Seahawks. We're going to talk about Russell Wilson as well coming up at the top of the hour. I don't – people hate his guts. We'll discuss.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Truly, want to call you the EF Button of the Sports Radio. You're just so good to your fans. You're the most knowledgeable man I've ever heard in a long, long, long time. You don't put other teams down. Just smooth and cool. And I just had to call up and tell you that. And it's a real privilege and an honor to listen to your show. I just can't thank you enough for being who you are and the way you approach your job. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Oh my goodness, so kind. I'm going to tell you your team
1: sucks, though. Like, what's the big deal? Why people get so, uh, they get so defensive? You just tell them the truth. Not an opinion, but the truth. Uh, hey, JR, what do you think about uh, the, you, hey, Chef, fill in the blank. Just, how do I feel about something? Just throw something at me. How do you feel about sunglasses? I like them. I wear them outside.
6: My eyes are sensitive. I was thinking about comment. a
1: team specifically. Uh, not sunglasses.
6: How do you feel about Carson Wentz getting a fifth chance? He's a bum. <laughs> he
1: said he's a bum. He's an injury-prone bum. I mean, turning the ball over. He used to be look like an MVP, and then he's just been injury-prone.
6: At ACL, man, you talk about what he was pre-ACL. He was special. You and I know that. Well,
1: He could think uh, – I'm sure he hates Nick Foles' guts, but maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't hate his guts. Anyway, speaking of hating somebody's guts, I don't know how Browns fans feel about the Haslam's. They've owned the team for about 10 years now, and now they are taking up a portion of the Milwaukee Bucks. The Haslam family bought 25% of the Bucks from Mark Lasry for about $900 million, just about. And the team, the Milwaukee Bucks, they now have a valuation of $3.5 billion. Uh, the Suns just sold. Uh, that that actually completed the sale. Uh, Matt Ishbia bought the team for about $4 billion, I want to say less than a month ago. They actually just closed on, on that deal. Uh, so the Haslams, for all the people of the Browns, welcome them to Milwaukee. They got a piece of that franchise with the uh, – I think it's Mark Eden with the Eden family. And I think Aaron Rodgers, is, he was close with the daughter of the team. Aaron Rodgers also has a stake in it. So the Milwaukee Bucks are for everybody. Y'all just better pay pay to keep Giannis around. Drew Holiday's coming up. I know Brooke Lopez is coming up at the end of the season. They got that new stadium or new arena out there, I should say. The Bucks are, man, a better place than they have ever been before. A welcome to the Haslam's. Or welcome the Haslam's to Milwaukee. 855 cbs That's 855 cbs Jim is calling from Alabama. What's up, Jim?
2: Here we are. What's going on? Hey, man, you, you wanted somebody to challenge you on uh, something. Uh, and I, I heard your comments the last couple of days on the Lakers. Um the Lakers now. What do you think will LeBron hurt? Well,
1: I, I kind of answered that already. What am I supposed to say? It'll be easier for?
2: Him? <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I heard you saying the other uh, day or two ago that they were playoff bound. Now, uh, now, uh, who knows? I. I'm,
1: I'm almost certain I didn't say that. I haven't been here for about two days or three Okay, days.
2: maybe I heard it on uh, Friday night or Saturday night with somebody else. Yeah. I that, thought it was well, you. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I might be wrong about that. Main no, reason no, I no, called, no, no, you, you
1: would be wrong about that. I certainly wasn't here Friday or Saturday. But what else do you got?
2: Uh, main reason I called was the the, the, the new deal with the NBA, I mean MLB. Um with the clock and all that, the, you know. I think that's all great in the preseason and regular season, but let's go back to the regular baseball in the postseason because you don't want a game to come down tied 3-3 and, you know, and and uh, that happen in a World Series or something. It's just bull, you know.
1: Yeah, that was... That was at, So we talked about that before the break as well. But what I didn't share with you, I, I talked about there's, there's something special about baseball and its postseason. Yeah, just because exactly. of the, and the, the intensity, the drama, it's a good yeah. product to watch. If, if you're not a baseball fan and you're trying to get someone interested, I, I always think watching postseason is, is something different. But that was discussed as a part of the collective bargaining agreement. The Uh Major League Baseball players did not want to go ahead and and have a pitch clock at all. We know that we have one. They also wanted to have a delineation between the postseason and the regular season. That is not happening. All of the same rules that we see in the regular season related to the, the pitch clock will be there for the postseason. And someone who's actually answered some of those questions happens to be Theo Epstein. This man went through and helped, we know, we know, he helped everybody and their mother, the Red Sox, and he's a god, right? He now works for Major League Baseball. He said that in the postseason, the rules will stay there because they are safeguards built in the rules to make sure that the games aren't decided and that the drama isn't taken away. He mentioned that batters can still ask for timeout once in at bat that there are still opportunities for uh, five mound visits throughout the course of a game. You're guaranteed to have one in the ninth inning, extra innings. You can use it. And it all sounds good. I still believe they're, they're going to miss a little bit of the intensity and the sweat and the, the drama and the tension in the postseason. I, that's, that's inevitable. is calling from California. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Mark?
3: What's going on, JR? Um,
1: some of your callers just um, – I love what you do, man.
3: You, you make it fun and interesting. Um, I got a question for you before I get to my main question. So what would you say is the average starting salary for a National Football League quarterback? You could even ask Shep too. What would you say that the, the number is?
1: Oh, I haven't done the number. A, a starting quarterback? right like the the average
3: salary for a starting quarterback in the national football league what would you say a number is just just throw a number out there
1: if, if you could i don't know what is it twenty
3: okay well twenty 30, right? thirty million the average oh, the average
1: salary. all all of the starters that's yeah that's it's top heavy you got guys making it's, you got Aaron rodgers making fifty and then you got other dudes making ten right. so yeah that's that's all right so okay. the average is thirty so for for this guy to come out here and say, well, I'm not gonna pay.
3: Uh, you know, uh, uh, not Jones, but uh, what's his name? Thirty-five Gino, million. Geno Smith. Smith. It, it it doesn't make any sense to me, considering the, the market precedent is at thirty, especially when you guys you had guys like Jared Goff, you had guys like. Well,
1: it you know, it's, it's not so much. It's that. not so much based on the salary or the average salary. It's it's who the player is. What you've seen from the player. What you're going to get long term from the player, if you're Pete but the Carroll, the NFL is approve me now though. League it's approve me now, and so if no, you have a it's good not. Year no, now, no, 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 Mark, it's not approve me now. League, Pete Carroll is an old man. He's a coach. I'll, I'll put it to you this way: there is not a general manager. We're not talking about a player trying to get a contract. There's not a GM that can run around. And, and oversee an organization and think about today, that's that. That's not it. If I'm a general manager, there's a couple of things that I want, and it has less to do with football reasons. The ultimate goal is to have success, but there's a little bit of selfishness there as well. These are prime jobs that most GMs get. They get hired and they get fired. I want to hold on to my job and make as much money as possible And I do that by having success. When you have a long-term plan with a quarterback, if you can find that guy, it can change your life from having a job and being fired towards having a franchise quarterback for 10 years and you are just caking money and having postseason success. A lot of people don't look at it that way. And so if I'm the Seahawks, understanding that Pete Carroll is older, if I think about it, do I want Geno Smith for the next three or four years before I retire, thinking that maybe what I got out of him was the best ever? Or at number pick number five, do I want to draft a quarterback who I think I can also have immediate success and mold? It's it's a legitimate option. And so it's not just about win now, win now. If it was win now, when now, everybody get fired after one year. And you only have that happen if you're an ass quarterback, coach, or, or GM.
3: Well, the reason I say that is because there are a lot of quarterbacks who are signed to extensions that have not exceeded expectations, right? Um, you know, Kyler Murray is one of them, obviously, with the injury pro. You know, Lamar Jackson has the, all the statistical ability and all that stuff, but just hasn't proven anything, right? And so for me, being a Giants fan, I'm absolutely embarrassed. Daniel Jones is asking for that type of money because he wants to set a precedent for the market before guys like Herbert, before guys
1: like Allen get extensions, sure. which he's is going to be higher, which is, which a, just is a dumb way which of thinking. Is, it's a selfish way. Which is, way. A, which is a, it, it sounds out of this world, but if yeah. you're his agent, it's a, it's a reasonable ask and his circumstances, as we discussed, and thank you for calling from California, his circumstances are different than Gino Smith's. Geno Smith got his chance to start. We saw him for the New York Jets. He handed the ball over to everybody, got punched in the mouth by a teammate. He needed to mature, and he was a backup for years, and he finally got his chance. Daniel Jones proved himself at the end of his his, his rookie contract where they didn't even want to pick up his option. You would think that there's still some upside on Daniel Jones, and what you've seen from Geno Smith is likely... What you're going to see. I don't think Geno's going to wake up and become Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or or any of these, Burrow, any of these dudes. He got to get this money where he can get it, and the world will continue to move on. If I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm just happy and I'm thrilled with the options. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of the Seahawks, the former Seahawk, the former franchise quarterback, Russell Wilson. He cannot catch a break. Is he Mr. Nice Guy? Is he a fraud? Do people love him? What's the deal with Russell Wilson? Like, there's a new article that came out. Just crapping on him some more. We'll talk about it here on CBS Sports Radio.